the world that's in my way I need to make a getaway So I ride down that old dirt road The same place I always go It does it so good sometimes To be alone from time to time Take the time and let it all go Watch the world go by real slow Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, Last Hobo's Ramble. I'm John. I'm Adam. We are excited to be here. We're, man, I'll tell you what, our numbers are growing way faster than we thought they would. We would love to thank everybody out there for, for listening in. And uh, hey, drop us a line. We saw that we had some people, I think, in Belgium, Adam. Is that right? Yeah, there were some downloads in, in Belgium, which was interesting. Yeah, love to know more about that. So, uh, you know, that's the cool thing about this. It goes all over the world. So, so we got some stuff to talk about this week, Adam. You want to kick off with the uh, the news and information? or? So uh, hit us up at the podcast website is rss.com backslash podcasts with an S backslash last hobos ramble. You can also find us on Facebook, last hobos ramble. We have a Twitter and Instagram, not quite as active on those yet. Hopefully here in the near future, we will be and uh, certainly on TikTok as well. Uh, we have some <laughs> pretty entertaining <laughs> story videos there from some uh, experienced gentlemen in life there. It's kind of taken off. People seem to enjoy their their stories from back in the day. So. Well, let me translate that. What he's saying is we've recorded some of the old men at the coffee shop telling stuff they used to do, and it turns out a lot of it's quite funny. So it's pretty popular. So hey, check it out on uh, TikTok. So we move into we'll talk about some music news here. Uh, yeah, my favorite part. That's right. So we got the Broadcast Music Incorporated out of Nashville. It's uh, basically an organization for songwriters, uh, performers. This year, they're giving a troubadour award to Billy Gibbons. About time. Front and foremost beard in ZZ Top. Going to be getting a well-deserved award here. It's going to happen on the 18th of September. They're going to do it in Nashville. Billy's actually 73 years old, man. That's what I mean about time, you know. Yeah, it's a ZZ Top, obviously, a a Texas group. Uh, Matter of fact, that's what they're they're known as, the little old band from Texas. The uh, vice president of that organization, uh, they had a quote from him. And and I think it's a spot-on quote, but it's one of those corporate quotes uh, he said his ability to craft lyrics that resonate with audiences across generations is a testament to his songwriting prowess and he is the epitome of what the bmi troubadour award represents blah 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 this guy's power <laughs> <laughs> i mean he, uh, look you know y'all listen to if y'all listen to us for the first three episodes y'all know we kind of 
prefer to tell it how it is. I mean, this guy's got We're a job. We're opinionated. Yeah, this guy's got a job to do, but uh, it is a very, very well-deserved award for Billy. And, uh, I mean, I, I know he's a big part of our playlist around here. And uh, a lot of times you can hear my son in there in the other room uh, playing some Lagrange or, or something like that on his strat. Just, just, I mean, they're just one of those, they're a legend. We're in the point now where they're seven, you know, Billy 73. I'm not so sure how old Beard is, uh, the drummer, but uh, they lost their, their bass player, who was an awesome bass player. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Hill a few years back. And uh, when they interviewed Billy for this, they actually mentioned that. And uh, Billy big part of what he said was uh you know that that they wish that dusty could have been around for this um and of course frank frank beard the drummer he's uh big into uh sobriety and and spreading that message well now he Uh, now he is yes yes but uh hey Hey. sometimes you got to live it to be able to help other people that's true that's true he's also a big uh gun collector Really, I, I don't know, know if you knew that or not. Yes. Two uh, of our favorite things, guns and music. I was going to say, we're, what, sobriety? you got to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> not always look, our favorite thing. It's useful. Yeah, look, uh, what, I, what I said earlier is, it, you know, it's about time. You're going to have to help me pronounce this probably because I always mess it up. But I hate to see them give an artist award posthumously. You can't recognize them when they're alive. Why do you wait till they die? It's like as soon as they die, people just throw awards at them. You know, let's be let's be serious. These guys work their butts off, and and we're gonna wait till they die. Come on. Oh, and it's old. And it's not just BMI. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's probably one of the worst. Uh, you know, that's what they. they when Jerry Reed and those guys did that old dog thing, they had that song about, uh, you know, Nashville's hard on the living, but it sure speaks well of the dead. So, yep. So I'm so glad to give it to him while he can at least maybe enjoy it. It's the old Elvis syndrome, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, take him or leave him. And, and we have our opinions, uh, can't deny his uh talent for sure oh yeah but but here's elvis you know they say people say all the time worth more dead than alive you know absolutely elvis has elvis has grossed more since he passed away than he ever did while he was living right well i mean that's kind of like um stevie ray vaughn you know there's more stevie ray vaughn autographed guitars come out after he died than when he was alive so, you know, yeah, yeah. be careful. Uh, <clears throat> forgery is a, a popular pastime for many well, people. Pe- what people will do for money, you know. Well, I see a note on my computer says, did John do his homework? Well, before we get to that, before oh, we, before we pardon get me, Pardon that, me for jumping ahead. I did, I did want to, so one of my favorite instrumentals is Shuffle and See. And that's the one thing that that so ZZ Top uh, 
Billy and Dusty Hill would play shuffle and see, and it it turned into, from what I could tell, anytime they did it, it was just a jam session, and they would play for minutes at a time, uh, tens of minutes, and just play off of one another, and to me, when Billy says, you know, Dusty Hill, you know, Dusty and I will always be connected, because he, he was quoted in the article, Dusty and I will always be connected through Shuffle and Sea, and uh, it'll never be the same, more or less is what he said. And uh, so it's, you know, it was it was more than a band and entertainment. It was one of those, those guys were friends, brothers, you know, and uh, that relationship comes out in their music, I think. And uh, even with once when they hit it big and they had all the this it was a circus, right? You've seen the Netflix documentary about ZZ Top, like they had buzzards and longhorns, and I mean it. They just put on a show, but at the base of it all, there were three guys there that I mean they they were three brothers, and uh, it definitely translates to their art. But as far as your homework, I, I emailed you earlier in the week. And, I did uh, see it. I read it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I mm-hmm. I didn't know if you had had any success uh, or not. <laughs> he, what Adam's telling me is he telling you, not telling you guys. He sent me an email with a rich Chet Atkins, a 59 reissue Chet Atkins. I think it's a country gentleman. The model. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm about to pull it up. And the G, uh, their model number is the G6120T. It's a 59 vintage select edition. Uh, Chet Atkins. Let's see. Hollow body. Got the the Bigsby, but it's got Chet's signature and the pick guard there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fine. <clears throat> and it's fine, in Gretsch orange, uh, right? It's in Gretsch orange. The way the way it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Adam sent me a picture of that, and he's like, "Hey, uh, this week you contact Gretch and see if he'll send us one over for us to review." And uh, man, they they're just not answering their phone. I tell you. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if they got caller ID or what, but uh, it would be awesome if we could do something like that. But uh, that's really not where we're at at this point in life. But, uh, that is a fine guitar just from the pictures uh and you know they made that guitar while chet was alive you know it is a reissue uh, guitar and uh he's one of those guys that really deserves his own guitar i mean and actually where i come across this guitar was there was a, a guy with a small guitar shop uh in europe you know and he was doing a video of the best songs, top top five Gretsch songs, or I mean, it, it was basically these are songs that people who were Gretsch players wrote, and these are these are the top ones. And uh, right, I'll try to find it. Maybe I can share it over to our Facebook page. But uh, I mean, what's Brian? Uh, they make another one. Brian's, I can never Brian Setzer from Stray Cats has one. Yes. Uh, Dwayne Eddy. Uh, yep. Dwayne Eddy has one. 
don't know if you yeah. follow. He's Dwayne Eddy, probably to, to get everybody to just know who he was, the fastest. When you watch Forrest Gump, and he goes to running under all the oak trees down the road, where I think the line run, Forrest run comes in, and the little braces fall off his legs. The song they're playing is called Rebel Rouser, and uh, that's by Dwayne Eddy and the Rebels. Uh, and I was, as a teenager, I got a chance to see Huey Lewis and the news over at Stephen F. Faustin. And Huey came out and introduced the opening act, which he said this was his favorite, one of his favorite bands of all time. And it was Dwayne Eddy. And just amazing the music they they put out mostly instrumental stuff but uh hey another maybe a little known fact about Dwayne Eddy is he had a child with uh Jesse Coulter Waylon Jennings wife yeah now I think that was before Jesse and Waylon were married of course but if it wasn't I feel sorry for Dwayne (laughs) I was just thinking that uh, no I think it was before they were married but they do have a a child together so so, you know, there, there's always a mix in there somewhere. Uh, well, and here's, yeah. the th- here's the thing about Gretsch and their 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 players, not their player series, but their signature series stuff. I mean, they, they all, they, all of their guitars are beautiful, right? And you get something with some nostalgia as far as if you're a Brian Setzer guy, hey, man, this is my Brian Setzer Gretsch. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of it. They have one that that uh has the dice knobs mm-hmm. it's really cool but where that comes from is brian setzer's that he played religiously had his pinup sticker at the top there's a little pinup girl like you'd see on the side of a world war ii bomber right and then down he had custom dice knobs for all of his setting knobs and so they kind of have a nod to him there. Uh, once again, Gretsch is not paying us at all, but <laughs> they, they have some beautiful guitars. They've always had some beautiful guitars. I mean, it, it's just the way it is. Other than, you know, when you get to the ones that are Pepto-Bismol pink, that was a lapse in judgment. But, hey, that's, right. your, thing. that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't turn it down if somebody offered to give me one. That's what my point is. But right. So you get some of the nostalgia. The uh, the cooler thing would be if you had Brian Setzer's actual Gretsch and Chet Atkins's <laughs> right. actual country gentleman. Uh, and if you do have one of those, John and I love to make new friends. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, and Gretsch supports some of the things that we like. You know, uh, they were. They were the uh, supporting. I don't know how you would say it, but they were they were part of the Country Music Hall of Fame when we were up there. And uh, you know that's giving back's a big deal. You know, yeah, man, Gretsch. They got, they've made cool guitars for many years, and they've got a lot of people to play them with. Are cool people, and if you don't know, you know, if you look, y'all had never listened to Chet Atkins. Go go YouTube Chet Atkins and Mark Knopfler from dire straits you will be floored at the music that comes out of these guys but also go youtube Dwayne eddie and brian setzer uh you're it's very you will enjoy every bit of it uh 
Brian Setzer is just this crazy rockabilly guy, man. And I mean, he's more than that, but he's just, he, he's really, his rockabilly skills are on, on point, you know, so uh, well, I still part, go back and listen to a lot of that stuff. Yep. And the other part about these, the, the country gentlemen, the streamliners, what the, their big, mm-hmm. big push in that area is now, those guitars are so versatile. Like... You can have a guy like Brian Setzer or or Chet Atkins, you know, but Brian was kind of a crossover, you know, he, rockabilly, you know, it was a rock country kind of, a little twang to it. But man, if, hey, if you like metal, you could play it on a, a Gretsch. I mean, it, these guitars, you can dial them into whatever you want, just about. Well, it's crazy. Everybody says, well, you know, this guitar is for this or this guitar is for that. And to a point, you know, okay, Telecasters are awesome country guitars. They twang, man. But go back and watch John Five play with Marilyn Manson yep. playing the Telecaster. Yep. I watched, uh, somebody told me, said, man, you got to check this guy out. Plays with Marilyn Manson. It's like, ah, it's not my kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> no, you, re- you really need to check him out. So I YouTubed it, and I found a video, and I'm like, this guy can play, you know. But that's not my kind of music. Well, I'm over messing around, and up pops an Austin City Limits video, and there's the same guy playing the same guitar, but he's playing with a country act. And he's probably the most versatile guitar player out there right now. He's he's amazing, uh, but to you know you can't pigeonhole these guitars. To it's all in what they play. You know uh, who's playing them. You yep. know you've heard probably Joe Walsh say if I pick up a Strat I sound like Joe Walsh. If I pick up a Telly I sound like Joe Walsh. If I pick up a you know he's gonna be Joe Walsh. Uh, <laughs> to put it so, succinctly, it's not the guitar guys. No, you, it's so, those guys that they create their own little little things in the music that's little telltales on them. Yep. You know, uh, you go back and watch Stevie Ray, especially the way he picked, and he could go from hitting them strings extremely hard to doing real light picking, and just get this really, I don't know, man, mellow keyboardist tone to them. Uh, just, just those uh, a true guitar player can make any guitar sound good. Hey, and there you go, Stevie. How often yep. did you see him without the strap? Right. But I right. mean, he could do. Ooh, if only we could all play like Stevie. <laughs> well, it'd be a boring world, wouldn't it? Yeah. We all could play that well. This weekend was the 50th anniversary of the album Viva Terralingua. By Jerry Jeff Walker. Uh, that album was amazing. It was recorded live in a Lukenbach dance hall, uh, 1973. <clears throat> it uh, they considered Jerry Jeff Walker at the time progressive country. I don't guess they had the words for outlaw country. Uh, I'm not sure, but. There was a movement going on at the time that we've all heard about, you know, the the outlaw movement and everything, but uh, he was considered progressive country. That, uh, that 
It had songs written by Jerry Jeff Walker, of course, but it also had songs written by uh, Michael Martin Murphy, like Backsliders Wine, Guy Clark's Desperado's Waiting on, for Trains on there. Uh, and we got our redneck anthem from Ray Wiley Hubbard, Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. And something about that song that's on there, uh, that was probably the first album I knew of where the singer called out the songwriter's name. You know, he's, I think he says, here's a song by Ray Wiley Hubbard and somebody in the background hollers Hubbard, something like that. So, you know, he, he paid tribute, you know, he made sure everybody got recognized. And then there was a song on there by uh, Gary P. Nunn. And he actually let Gary P. Nunn sing the song on the album, which was kind of unheard of at that time. And it, it, this is, if I'm not badly mistaken, which I don't think I am. But, uh, yeah, Gary P. Nunn got to sing it, and it was London Homesick Blues, which a lot of people have heard and don't know that's the name of it. It's the song that plays the beginning of Austin City Limits, about I want to go home to the Armadillo. So, you know, that, that turned out to be another anthem in the state of Texas for us. And uh, that album, man, uh, of course, Jerry Jeff's passed on. I think I'd seen that uh, Michael Martin Murphy was going to be there. Uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard may have said he was going to be there. Uh, and I think filling in for Jerry Jeff, if you can, it's going to be Todd Snyder. That's a good so, choice. Well, Todd was a big Jerry Jeff Walker fan. We're fans of Todd Snyder, you know. And uh, Never again. Never, <laughs> yeah. again, never again. Never again, more. Uh, yeah. There's some stories on there that's not for the children, but you go to YouTube. If you go watch Todd Snyder videos, take the kids out of the room because I love the guy, but his language is just, it just goes off the rails sometimes. And he don't mean it, you know, but. <laughs> to say he uses blue language would be an understatement but, and he but, does yeah. talk about you know illicit drugs and alcohol and women you, some so if you get the chance just listen to the Todd Snyder banana story <laughs> and, uh, it'll it'll give you a lot of insight into what all the other stuff is it's probably one of the more benign stories too right well, Todd's one of those people that he he learned a lot from uh, Jerry Jeff Walker and some of them, and also he uh, he learned to be comedic and entertaining when he wasn't playing, you know. And I think that's a big part of it. So, so yeah, fifty years. If you've been listening to that album for most of your life, hey, you're getting old. They're going to have a pretty good party out in Lukenbach. Uh, yeah. I hate nice that we're not going to be there, but. Be nice to be there celebrating some of the three name guys, right? That's right. Yeah, and the one initial guy, right? That's right. Uh, it's always been funny. You were either going to be a three name guy or you had the initial. You were going to be uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard, Jerry Jeff Walker, or you could be Gary P. Nunn. That's uh, kind of a, a Texas thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they came up with that. <laughs> Other music news, my favorite uh, guitar, living guitar player, 
Eric Johnson, Austin boy. I shouldn't say boy, he's a little older than I am, but uh, yeah, well, hush. Uh, Austin, Texas native, Eric Johnson. Had a birthday on August 17th. Yeah, uh, there's you a uh, Grammy Award winning virtuoso. I think, so. I think so. He could play the guitar a little better than you, too. Not only is Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, he is not just that, he, he plays piano. Yeah. Now, I want to say that he was classically trained on the piano. I think I'd read somewhere his daddy was like a, uh, I think a doctor or something, but they got him piano lessons when he was real young. And uh, so I think he come up in, you know, actual, probably reading music and all that stuff most guitar players don't do, you know. Most guitar players learn to either play by, used to they learn to play by ear. So, but yeah, Eric celebrated his birthday and uh, that was, that's awesome, you know. A little bit of a history, this day in history situation. So, on the 19th, back in 1837, uh, you had a guy named Robert Alexander, he was a Methodist minister. Uh, he crossed the Sabine River uh, into the Republic Ooh. of Texas. Yep, we were a, we were our own country then. Well, we won't get into that. But anyway, he was from Tennessee, and he had been appointed a missionary to Texas. Had a couple of helpers there with him: Martin Ruder and uh, Little Town Fow- Littleton Fowler. Littleton, yeah, yeah, Littleton. And uh, so they more or less crossed the Sabine. They had a, a camp meeting at the McMahon settlement, so he held a quarterly conference, and, and it was at that point that they formed the San Augustine Circuit, mm-hmm. and uh, he went on to be the uh, first Methodist missionary uh, in Texas, uh, Caney Creek area. He later played a leading role in the establishment of a college, Ruddersville. And its successor, which was Southwestern University, his uh, ministry in Texas ended up lasting 45 years. But uh, I thought that was interesting, especially being from your neck of the woods over there, San Augustine area and uh, Caney Creek area. He, uh, so <clears throat> you said that he was appointed uh, a missionary by Littleton Fowler. Uh, and Littleton Fowler uh, had a Masonic Lodge named after him that set up on Farm Road 330 just north of Milam. Uh, that little community that it is, what's left of it, uh, very small, okay? So later Milam was the county seat at one time. One point later on, they decided to, this I think was much later, they decided to put Littleton Fowler Masonic Lodge in Milam. Well, I don't know if it was the original one, but the Masonic Lodge there at 330, what was called Sexton, S-E-X-T-O-N, that Masonic Lodge, when I was senior in high school, had fallen down. Uh, but it still had the compass and square above the door. That's how we knew what it was. 
you know, most of those guys that go to the lodge don't even know where it was at. So it's an interesting thing, you know, how, but it, it's his namesake, you know. Uh, interesting. It's always cool, though, you find something like that. that obviously, waited till probably wasn't on purpose, but after the war there for independence in Texas, you know, and they come in, but. Probably was a lot I, safer. I may be way off on that Masonic thing, uh, but I don't think I am. Just again, you know, I didn't study up for that or anything. It's just off the top of my head. Also, on the 19th, John Wesley Harden was murdered. I say murdered because he was shot in the back in El Paso. He was killed in El Paso. You know, I don't really get into this glorifying of murders and things, but uh, there is this lore of the old West. John Wesley Harden was a true gunfighter, but a lot of people say he was probably the fastest there ever was. Or, you know, he killed, depending on which person you read, he killed between 21 and 36 men. Uh, I think uh, Billy the Kids was supposed to be somewhere between three and seven in actuality, but Billy the Kid's a bigger legend, so. You know, that's how that works. But uh, again, not trying to glorify it. You, The reason I segued from to John Wesley Harden is so when you say that the Methodist church started, a, he started that circuit in San Augustine, you know what that was, right? Methodist circuits. They they didn't yeah, have enough preachers. So yeah, they travel. traveled town to town, yep. right? And would preach different places on Sunday. Yep. So when they would have uh things those were called methodist circuit riders john wesley harden was a methodist circuit rider at one time did not know that yes and he has some stories connected here to hemphill he had come to hemphill several times now this is documented in the texas state handbook of history or whatever that's called t-s-h-a y'all can look it up okay he came to uh, Sabine County, Hemphill, to, they were having an event, and he witnessed one of the sheriff's deputies. Uh, he witnessed one of the sheriff's deputies scolding a child, and he thought it was a little harsher than it should have been. And he stepped in and told the sheriff's deputy, you know, uh, I don't know the words, but he, he stopped the sheriff's deputy from correcting the child. And the sheriff's deputy decided he was going to impose his authority on him. So he went to pull his gun and John Wesley Harden, according to the handbook of Texas history, pulled his gun out and shot him in the arm. Sheriff, the jailhouse is on the corner. You've seen it like they used to be. He, they said that the sheriff and the other deputies come running out of the jailhouse. They saw that it was John Wesley Harden, so they had to go back in and get their guns and everything. Well, by the time they got everything gathered up, they thought they would need John Wesley Harden had already left. So, Smart. you know, yeah, discretion is a better part of valor, right? That's so right. So that's, a, that's a, a, a cool little story there, you know, that he might not have been uh, such a bad guy, might, you know. But, yeah, that's a, that's a story in the Handbook of Texas History. Uh, Bob Bozeman had written a story about it. He's kind of considered the authority of all things historical in our area. 
he's passed on now but uh it's it's a fun story but yeah and you live by the gun you die by the gun so he he got shotgun blasted in the back in el paso and that's where he lays today yep uh me and adam probably won't be going to check that grave out no time soon that's a little that's a little height up there lengthy drive uh presumably you know killed by john selman yep over uh, <coughs> nose kate was that her or i'm on the wrong woman aren't i yeah i think so but basically yeah. he had hired selman and some other guys to kill one of the officials there because uh, he was sporting around with the guy's wife and uh they did it and he didn't pay up and Selman got him, snuck up on him and shot him. Harden, you know, he had been in prison in Pensacola for murder and ended mm-hmm. up being pardoned. But while he was in prison, he got his law degree and and was practicing law in El Paso, actually, at the time. That's right. So, so you never, so, you never know, right? You never know. So if it's okay, man, I got a little thing I want to uh, jump into, and this yeah. is just kind of a rant of mine, you know, that what kind of society we're living in and what people are thinking now. Uh, you know, you and I follow a guy, and I couldn't tell you his real name uh, on TikTok and sometimes on YouTube, Wrangler Star, and he was a U.S. Forest service firefighter at one time and he does a thing called pro ho which is pro homeowners and some of the stuff he puts on there is really good tips you know he he shows you how to sharpen your axe and he shows you how to change handles in them the proper way things like that you know that they just don't do a lot of people don't teach that stuff anymore but he lives off grid I guess he in some way is a prepper, but he kind of gets out there and points you and I've talked about it. He says some things on there that we think are, well, that's pushing it a little or, but Rolling Stone magazine had decided they were going to do an article over him and they really took him to task over being a right wing conservative Christian uh racist you know we always got the racism in there right here's my thing when i was a child or young man rolling stone magazine was about music 90 percent of it and that's gone away now we're talking about they're trying to cancel somebody that's not even in their genre it's not in their world mtv used to play music videos and now what is it? It's just reality TV, which is not real. You know, I, and I don't care that they changed their format to fit what the people want. That's the way business works. We get that because we've talked about, you know, our format's changed in a little bit. Not that drastic like they are, but just a touch. But, you know, that's the way business works. But to, for them to take it upon themselves to go out and try to get this guy canceled, <clears throat> one, this is how the guy makes his money now, you know, and he has a family. He's, he's real proud of that. And we're going to go knock his job out from under him. We're going to go take everything he's got. What, what, what are we doing? You know, 
what happened to old Hank Williams Jr. song, you know, if you don't like it, can't you just let it be? Here's my thing. When I see something on TikTok or YouTube, I don't like, I pass it by. Yeah, you know, I'm done swipe. with it. Right. It's that quick. It's over with. And I no longer have to worry about it. But these people, I don't know who, I'm sure that Rolling Stones probably got some fresh out of college reporters now, journalists, I'll call them. But man, get back to writing about music. You know, get back to telling us what albums are coming out, the interviewing people. You know, uh, Robbie Robertson from the band just passed away. Guitar player, great guitar player, great songwriter. That's the kind of thing that I remember about Rolling Stones. There would be a big article covering his whole life in there, you know, and and I, and I know they just had just happened, so they haven't had time to put that out in print. But you know, that's what I I think it should be. I don't I don't think everybody should be out trying to uh, police the world. I think you're right. Uh, you know, stay in your lane. Uh, and we talked. You and I talked about when we were going to start this podcast that that we were going to avoid uh politics and here's the deal this is not a political no from our side not a political stance this is a leave the guy alone yeah. he's not bothering you he's not advocating for any kind of violence or militant he's not he's doing basically what I would call homestead homesteading advice right so he's very much a, I'll call him a prepper but he's not bothering anybody and a lot of the stuff that he has is useful information to, for people that may not know you know how to sharpen their axe when they don't have right. somebody to take it to to sharpen you know right so, well we, we live in a society where most men or our males are growing up without fathers that's right. You know, uh, I had to take my daughter out when she got her driver's license. I took her out and we changed the tire on the car. It wasn't even flat. And she's like, why are we doing this? I said, because now you know how to change a tire. Yep. You need to know how to put gas in your car. You need to know how to change a flat. You need to know how to do several things. And that goes with owning a vehicle. Unfortunately, we don't have people teaching these things. And yeah, like we said, he does kind of get out there sometimes on some stuff. But mostly what I've seen has just been protecting his home. That's it. Not not attacking other people. You know? and, and that's the whole deal is he's not out there blasting Rolling Stone for turning themselves into some sort of useless rag. You know, I mean, he's minding his own business. This guy's not drawing the money that Rolling Stone is. Why do y'all feel threatened by him? Exactly. I mean, well. We have to have some kind of scandal. We have to have some kind of turmoil to sell things anymore. Uh, we just saw it with the country music. I know I'm transitioning here. We just saw it with the country music with uh, the Jason Aldean song. And you and I brought that up when it first came out, maybe our first podcast, that, you know, we're not Jason Aldean fans, but we support the guy's right to cut the song if he wants to. I'm glad for the songwriters that are making money. I'm glad it went up as high as it did. I have no issue with any of it. What I've heard of the song, it's fine. But we got people protesting it, or they were, uh, all the way up high as uh, the TV show The View. 
but thank God we had a young man named, uh, oh, we talked about him last week. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony came out and he just squished. You notice the controversy all went away? Yep. So, yeah, and hey, take note, you know, from the political side of things, you know, take note, guys, because his number one song. The guys, he's just blown up since we talked about him. I mean, not that we did it, but yeah, we man. brought him all the way. But yeah, we can yeah. help his career. Yeah, <laughs> we did notice there early, but it has nothing to do with us. It's all his raw talent and ability. But his number one song is "Rich Men North of Richmond," and he takes the politicians to task and the welfare mooch and that kind of thing. I mean, he jumps on it. You can like it or not, you can have your feelings hurt or not, but guess what? The guy has the number one song on iTunes, and two weeks ago, nobody knew who he was. Well, I think the people are speaking loud and clear. Like yeah. They're speaking with their their uh, likes and shares, and they're spending where they spend their money. I think it's very loud and clear. Yep, and Rolling Stone better be careful because... What's the saying now? I mean, they got it. Everybody go woke, go broke. That's right. I mean, and they've yeah. always they've always been more left leaning, even in their they music have. stuff. But, they have, but you know what? I mean, this seems like it just jumped way out for me. And like I said it's my pet peeve. You know, I don't know that Adam shares the same view. We didn't really talk about this. I just know that we've both seen the guy and talked about him before, and we both like uh, some of his videos. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a, hey, this is everybody needs to follow what I say. I'm just venting that I would like for my music creators and people to stay in the music business, okay, entertainment business, and let's stay out of the other crap. Hey, if you all got I, something. That's all got, I'm saying on it. You got something you want to say, put it in a song and let the, the charts decide. Write a poem, write a short essay, send them a, a editorial rebuttal. It's, you know, we, we got a lot of ways to handle things. You know, this is the way I get to handle it. First time John was like, hey, have you seen this Wrangler star guy? So <laughs> my my thing was, yeah, he's got some good stuff, but he's he's a different kind of guy. And he is. But He hey, is. Look, he's, he's look, definitely. Look at us. Yeah, I mean, and so that's what I was like. Look, the, the thing that really gets me about him is he starts every video with beloved. Call, yeah, yeah, he calls all of his uh, viewers <laughs> beloved. Which, hey, you know what? I mean, that's his way of seems to be his way of throwing throwing some love at the people who are supporting him. So, well, and his videos is what I one thing I've noticed. He's always barefooted. He's out yeah. there splitting firewood barefooted, which you and I both are like, no. That don't our our past work life where I can't don't you can't do that, yeah. and then he's uh, he's very quirky, but like Adam said, so are we. Me and Adam are, we get along so well because we recognize we have quirks and we accept them. But uh, the guy, I've never seen him cuss on there. I've never seen him uh, say anything malicious about anybody. Really, he just does his own thing and lives his own way. And like I said, if you don't like his videos, turn them off. That's the only way to really silence the man. And yep. uh, 
and I'm not going to turn them off because I really, like I said, I enjoy them, man. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I like the yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it'd be cool to go camp with him or something. I wouldn't stay in the same tent, but hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you got to have rules. I, I've watched Wrangler Star way more than I have listened to anything that Rolling Stone has said right. in the past year. So. I agree. I mean, when I was younger... Which may be their problem, maybe yeah. what they're upset about. Well, when I was a younger person, I had a subscription, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's back when that's the only way you got them, you know. Yeah. But, hey, I did. I, I was a, a subscriber and a reader, and now I, I don't even look at them, you know. It's just so far gone. Well, and, you know, so did you see on my personal Facebook, I shared a quote from uh, T.S. Eliot. I did. But basically it says, most of the trouble in the world is caused by people wanting to be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a big T.S. Eliot fan, definitely not a Texas guy, but hey, that's a good point. You know, A lot of the trouble that we come across as a society is because people want to be important. Exactly. And you can apply that to whatever you want. And if you feel like I'm, if somebody feels like I'm addressing a certain group of people, that is what it is. But... Look, you're no more important than the next guy or gal. Just just live your life and leave people alone. I mean, we've said it before on here. We're, we're Christians. and We place most of uh, all of our trust in, in Jesus, and uh, that's up to you. But if you don't know about him, you better, better go check him out because uh, yeah. you won't find him in Rolling Stone, I assure you. No. And uh, one of the other things we talked about when we started this podcast was we wasn't going to get into the politics or the religion. Uh, unfortunately, some of the music leads us to the politics. We're going to try to stay out of the religion. Unless you have questions about it, you know, we might can direct you in the right way. But we're not here to, to hold Sunday service with you. We're here to entertain uh, ourselves and maybe a few people along the way. Did you try anything? Yeah, I ate at the... Uh, the feed lot or feed store cafe. I'm not sure what they're calling it, but it's in the old feed store. Uh, ate there a couple of times this past week, me and Terry or Terry and I, Terry and I ate there a couple of times. One day I had a chicken fried steak sandwich. It was really, really good. And I asked them about, you know, they were going to come with tater tots. So I asked a lady, can I get my tater tots a little bit crisper? You know, I like mine a little crisper. I don't like them soggy. And they did, man. They were acting like they were glad to do it. And uh, Good sweet tea. Uh, friendly people. And then we ate there Friday, which here, every place in town that serves food is going to have fish on Friday. And that's typically going to be fried. So we got there, and that was the special was fried fish. So we had fried catfish, French fries. The only thing I would say that kind of threw me was they served toast with it. I don't know that I've ever been served toast with fish before. but Like, uh, like Texas toast? Not really. Like white bread toast. I'd like a toaster. Well, like, yeah, it went in a toaster and came out. It went in as white bread and came out as toast. So not skillet toast. No, 
toaster toast, not fried toast. I don't know where the disconnect is on this, Adam. There's different toast. kinds. There's different kinds of toast, John. Skillet I understand Texas, that skillet Texas toast would would be. I don't know. You you you've thrown it me bum for a little bit. You know it. It, it has. It has. I I don't know where that come from, but it is. So hey, it's not a knock against them. It's just the way they served. It was good food. The food was good. The, the wait staff was friendly. Everything was great. You know. So uh, yeah, the. Uh, I'm trying to think of who had that quote, and, and, I, and I'm going to mess it up, so I'll par- just paraphrase it. It boggles my mind how someone could drive all the way across the state of Texas without trying a chicken fried steak. That's confusing, for sure. Uh, I mean, now, I, could, now, I could eat them every day. Now, at the feed store, do they serve breakfast? They do have breakfast, uh, I think. You know what so, my next question is? Do you get toast with it? Well, if you order something that has toast, do you get fish with it for breakfast? I don't know. I hadn't had breakfast there yet. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I ain't mad at him. Hey, um, you I should like have toast. seen. You should have seen Terry. If you've never seen a uh, somebody that's been on this earth for as long as he has, look at the plate and go, "Is that toast?" Hey. Because, you know, here's the funny thing about Terry. I don't know if you picked up on this or not. He don't ever call me just by my first name. He calls me by my first and last name. Even when we're just having casual conversation. When when he said that, he's like, hey, John Strickland, what's the deal with that toast? I don't know, Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it influenced us both, though, you know. I mean, I, I'm shocked that you didn't ask the question. I've had, well, look, I didn't want to get into it too bad, you know, because it's one of them things I was afraid I was going to get into a whole conversation I didn't mean to. You know what I mean? And yeah. here's the thing. I have had people serve me raw toast with fish. You so pick bread. up on that so bread. bread. Yeah. I'm sure that you've had bread on the table when you had fish because typically if someone gets a bone in their throat, you, you eat that bread and sometimes catch that bone and pull it out. Uh, that's, that's a country thing there, but I, to this day, in my short 52 years on this earth, I cannot remember ever having toast with fried fish and it did come out with beans and those beans are pretty good. So like pork and beans? No, more like a, kind of like a pinto or a red bean. Okay. If they had a little rice in there, they would have been off the chain, but it was just right. No, that's right. cornbread. Uh, the cornbread would come out with that fish would have made more sense to me. I could see that, or even a roll. Yeah, a dinner but roll. Hey, hey, you know what though? Possible that the cook, whenever Granddad did toast, Grandma did. I mean, whenever that's what I'm saying, did, you I don't mean, never know where this come from. You know, but it might have been that way at their house every, every time they sit down. You know. And nobody hates toast. Nah. Well, it's like Kendall, you know, I've told you about him before. If he sits down and you've got bread or rolls, I mean, if you've got gravy, any kind of gravy on the table, he thinks you're supposed to have cornbread, bread, rolls, you know, something to sop that gravy up with. And I don't disagree with him. You know? I don't either. You know, so that's just, that's the way we grew up. 
you know? We're, you and I are way better soppers than we are podcasters, so. Oh, I guarantee you, I, I can run a biscuit through some gravy and make a show out of it, buddy. If you don't feel like you fit anywhere else, maybe you should just hang, hang out here. That's right. At least once a week with the podcast coming out. Uh, appreciate your support so far. Please review us on whatever platform that you're you're downloading the podcast on. Uh, we certainly appreciate it, and it helps us get a little bit more exposure. We can spread our love of Texas music and food and history as far as we can, and that's really all we want to do is to entertain y'all and, and show some love for Texas. Hey, and let me throw this at Adam Adam. What did I just say? Let me throw this at them, Adam. (laughs) So if there's something about Texas history that we can help you, especially East Texas, that we can help you with, we're not we're not experts. We don't have I don't have a degree in history, but we know people that you know the county historians and people at the historic centers uh, preservation. We've you know I've dealt with a lot of them looking stuff up before. So if there's something you would like to know about in East Texas history, probably get there. You can get you some pictures or video and and get you down to pretty close to to the truth of what happened best we can. (laughs) Sometimes history don't match what happened. So, But we certainly appreciate all y'all. Check us out on our social media. We'll see if we can get some Brian Setzer guitar and maybe Chet Atkins pictures up there. Y'all hit us up. Review us if you can, and then uh, we'll see y'all or, or talk at y'all next week. How it goes. Roll down the windows, turn up the radio. Just kick back and ride real slow. Take a deep-